Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the Last Stand Podcast. And here's your host, Brian Custer. That's right. The last stand, unfiltered, straight talk from some of the biggest celebrities in sports entertainment. And today, our guest comes from the sport of boxing, three-division world champion. He is the former undisputed light welterweight champion of the world, the current WBO welterweight champion, pound for pound, one of the best fighters on this planet. He is none other than Terrence Bud. Crawford. Bud, welcome back to The Last Stand. How are you? Thanks for having me, man. I'm good, man. I'm actually uh, in camp right now. Just got done uh, with strength and condition. Just chilling out a little bit till gym time. You know, it's interesting because the last time we spoke, you you know, you were just working out to work out. Obviously, we were enthralled in that in the pandemic, but you had begun some Uh, negotiations with Manny Pacquiao and you really didn't know who you were going to fight Uh, but now we know Bud Crawford back uh, this month against Kell Brook uh, former welterweight champion tell us why well that was the one opponent that had a big name and that was actually free at the time all the other welterweights had fight dates and had uh, opponents so being that the Pacquiao fight fell through, uh, Kell Brook was the next option. Uh, really, Teixeira was the uh, number two option, but being that the COVID and and everything with the travel and whatnot, um, that kind of blocked uh, that fight from happening as well. You know, uh, Kell Brook is, is a guy who really hasn't fought, though, at welterweight in like three years since he lost uh, his title and to Errol Spence. He's fought at middle. He's fought at uh, super welter. Do you believe Kell Brook is still a an elite welterweight fighter? Uh, if you make the weight, yes. You know, he'll come in there with the size advantage. Um, he's smart in there. He's been in there with a lot of great fighters. Uh, he's strong. Um, you got to be careful with him because, you know, he's not no stupid fighter at, at, by no means. So, you know, uh, him making a weight, uh, if you make it comfortably, he still would be a dangerous fighter. Is, is this a fighter that you feel like you have to stop? No, no. I don't feel I have to stop any opponent going into the ring. You know, my my take on any opponent that I have ever faced was as long as I get the job done, you know, uh, there's going to be fights that you're not going to be able to uh, stop the fighter or some fighters you're not going to be able to look your best in. As long as you get the win, that's all that counts at the end of the day. You know, we had uh, uh, Errol Spence on not too long ago, and uh, one of the things he said was, 
he felt like Kelbrook, he said, is damaged goods. I feel like Crawford is just uh, getting someone for name recognition to finally put somebody of name recognition on at welterweight. But he's he's a damaged good fighter, damaged goods fighter. What do you think about that? Well, you know, uh, if that's the case, he was damaged goods when he fought him. So he's contradicting himself. You can't say somebody's damaged goods when you fought him coming off a lot uh, knockout loss. You know, at least, you know, he's came back and had two successful victories since fighting Spence, you know. Uh, so I, I disagree with everything that he's talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there was also a, sometimes uh, talk about you and Sean Porter. What happened there? Well, there's never really been any talks of me and Sean Porter fighting. Me and Sean Porter had a conversation of the possibility of me and him fighting. But again, you know, I was in talks with Manny Pacquiao and that haltered that conversation right there. And he already had a fight lined up with uh, the kid that he just fought. So there was never really no hard talk of me and Sean Porter actually getting in the ring. It was just a verbal, you know, uh, what you think about me and you fight. That's what it was, a conversation between two friends. And and so, you know, Kel is, a, is, even when he was at welterweight, was always a big welterweight. How do you see that fight playing out between Bud Crawford and Kel Brook in the ring? Well, you know, I, I'm going to just go in there and, you know, do my thing. You know, I don't never go in there uh, looking at the previous fights that he has fought or the different type of fighters he fought because I felt like I got a different style than all those fighters that he previously fought. You know, uh, once I get in there and assess the fight and how it's going, then I make my proper adjustments and we'll go from there. Mm. You, you've, you've seen a number of fights now, um, how they've had fighters have had to navigate through the bubble. Some fighters didn't make weight because they're like, hey, I got here, I couldn't work out like I thought I would be. Uh, it was just something different. Any issues do you anticipate you know, when you have to go into that bubble to, to fight Kel when it comes to making weight? Oh, uh, not at all. Not at all. We we already down in weight right now. Uh, we already preparing for that, being that my coaches had the experience of being in the bubble a few times with uh, Steven Nelson, Jamel Herring, and whatnot. So they know what to expect. And so we, we already ahead of uh, the game on that aspect. You know, a top fighter has a prime um, where it lasts only so long. Uh, and so I guess the question is, does it concern you that, let's say, that your prime isn't being maximized talking here at welterweight? Um, sometimes it concerns me, but at the same time, I don't as much try to worry about those type of fights that's not getting made. You know, I feel like I already put my stamp down in the history books and uh, my legacy will live on no matter what. If I get those big fights or not, given all the things that I have accomplished in the sport of boxing as a whole, you know, but do, do I want those fights that everybody's calling for? Yes, I've been calling for those fights before I was even 147. And it's crazy that, you know, I'm the only one getting the finger pointed at like I'm the one that makes the fights and stuff so 
I just take it as a grain of salt and just laugh, laugh it off. You know, a lot of people, they don't know what they talking about when they say, oh, it's Terrence's fault or this fault. I don't feel like it's my fault being that, you know, I was willing and ready to fight anybody coming up from 140 before I was even undisputed. Before I was even undisputed, I was calling out the likes of Keith Thurman, Errol Spence Jr. Before I was even undisputed, before I was even a welterweight champion. So that just should tell you a lot in a whole right there. You know, yeah, those guys have done tremendous uh, things in the welterweight division, you know, uh, beating a couple of people that put them on a higher pedestal of the welterweight division. But when you look at a whole, you know, me coming from 135 all the way to 147 and doing what I've been able to do uh, with stopping every opponent that I've faced in a welterweight division, and uh, that's big, you know, because I look at the, the type of guys that people say, oh, well, he's a bum. You can't be no bum if you're a two-time Olympian and you're undefeated professional. Can't be no bum if you're undefeated. You know, I was I, I just look at these type of fighters and, and just say, okay, well, they don't give them enough credit, you know, uh, being that they fight me, I just I'm just that good, you know. They don't wanna they don't wanna say it, but the the reality the reality is, you know, you don't wanna say Terrence Crawford is just that good. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, one of the things that we had discussed in the past is uh, when it comes to getting paid and, and maximizing your career is about making sure that you're taken care of. Um, what about COVID? Has COVID affected, uh, you know, it was whether or not Bud Crawford would accept a COVID cut. Is that the case here in, in Kell Brook? Are you, are you getting the maximum amount of money that you should be getting in, in, in these kind of fights? Well, of course. Of course, it's always uh, about about business at the end of the day. And like I said before, I didn't feel like I should took I should be able to take a cut, given of the circumstances that we at. You know, I've been taking cuts all my life. You know, in the sport of boxing because I love to fight. But now, you know, when you get to a point in your career where you know it is a business, because at the end of the day, that's what you know, your managers and your promoters and the network, they all scream, it's a business, you know. Uh, but then, you know, when you scream, oh, well, it's business, I need to get compensated, then it's a problem. You know, everybody wants to say, oh, well, he's all about the money and this and this and that. What about his legacy? Okay, so what about when, you know, they don't want to give you what you worth because they say it's a, it's just a business and they got to pay this and they got to pay that, then, you know, don't nobody see those uh, things of uh, sort. So I just, you know, keep quiet and just do my thing and keep winning. You know, you, you brought up some of those fights that you've yearned for. And obviously, I know, I know you've yearned for it. I think everybody in the boxing world wants to see you and Errol uh, get in the room uh, and in the ring. How often – do you, number one, think about that fight? How often are you reminded about that fight from fans and people like me in the media? I don't even, actually, I don't even think about the fight. Really? You know, I, don't, I, I used to think about it all the time, you know, um, 
I used to always tell my coaches and uh, my teammates, man, I can't wait till I fight him. I just can't wait. I just can't wait. You know, I just knew it was going to be a big fight and, you know, he was going to bring the best out of me. I, I was going to be bring the best out of him, you know, and it was just going to be a mega fight. Uh, but now it's to the point where I don't even think about the fight, you know, but yeah, I get reminded of the fight every single day. Like if I post, if I post with me and my kids, it'd be somebody under there talking about, hey, fight Errol Spence. Like, this, post ain't, this ain't even a boxing post. Like what do Errol Spence got to do with a boxing? I mean, with a family picture, you know what I mean? So I get re reminded every day, you know, uh, about about that fight. You know, it's, it's funny. Sometimes I just shake my head. Like some people just, you know, I, I can write probably RIP to somebody and under there, somebody gonna say, yeah, RIP, but what about Errol Spitz? Is you gonna RIP him or is you gonna fight him or you duck? Like, man, it's not, now's not the time to be talking boxing. We're not talking boxing right now. So yeah, I get, I get reminded of it uh, all the time. How much uh, do you look forward then to the performance that will define your career? How much um, do you look forward to that day? Well, uh, I don't even think about that or I don't even look forward to it because I feel like I've been putting on tremendous performances since I've been professional. You know, um, I wouldn't know what type of performance, you know, I would be able to put on to get the, the people to just wow you understand me? Because it's like I didn't outbox somebody. I didn't outbang somebody. I didn't knock people out cold. Like, I didn't have the referees stop fights. I had people not want to fight anymore. So it's like, what more can I, can I show these people? You know, I didn't knock people out orthodox. I didn't knock people out southpaw. You know, I didn't fought southpaw the whole fight. I didn't fought orthodox the whole fight. So it's like, what more can I show? somebody to wow them and say, man, that was a great performance. Like, like, I don't know. It's always uh, going to be a critic. Yeah, you're right. You're right. In anything you do, you're absolutely right. It's a great point. H has the pandemic um, caused you to reevaluate your priorities or you, even your values going forward? Not at all. Not at all. Because like I said, I don't really too much do anything. Like I'm a laid back type of guy. I'm, I like to be around my kids. I like to be, you know, uh, on the lake or the river fishing and whatnot. Like, so, you know, when the pandemic hit, like I don't go out to the clubs and drink and do all the craziness. So it never, it never affected me. You know, I felt right at home because I don't do those type of things. You know, uh, everybody like, man, we can't go out. We can't do this. I'm like, dang, well, I don't do none of that stuff really anyway. You know, I might travel. You know, that's the only thing that probably, you know, affected me was, you know, couldn't like travel, see the world or go out of town and do certain things. But other than that, uh, I was comfortable. I was good. Um, so let's talk about you um, because, man, Ooh, I mean, you've had some guys been coming at you, Bud Crawford, and I guess that happens when you're, when you're number one. Uh, first of all, let's start with Gary Russell Jr. So he goes on, I guess, social media and tells some story 
how in you guys' younger days, I don't know, Olympic trials or something, that he sucker punched you or, or hits you with a, a, a hook and hits you so hard you had to be checked out by medics and dropped you. And then uh, he says – and then comes on and says, listen – Tell Bob Aram to send me a, a contract, and if he wants his get back, I'm coming all the way up to 147 and fighting. Give me your response to Gary Russell Jr. Hey, Gary Russell, Gary Russell is foolish, man. <laughs> that already, already, you know, what I mean, gave my take on that subject. You know, I just, I really think, you know, he's at a point of his career where he's not getting any attention. For one, nobody's taking him serious. He can't get the fights that he's uh, yearning for. Uh, therefore, the money is not there. So, uh, yeah, he's kind of struggling right now. And he's doing any and everything that he can do to uh, get in the limelight. So why not uh, push push rocks and throw, throw uh, clickbaits to get attention? You know, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about that subject. Yeah. Uh, so we had Keith Thurman on the last stand, and all of a sudden Keith Thurman brings up Bud Crawford. Now, did you did you see Keith Thurman on the last stand? Did you see him on the show? Send me a contract, bro. Tell 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 ESPN. Tell them boys to send some zeros my way. They know an appropriate, respectful number. You know what I'm saying? And then I sign on the dotted line, baby. Don't act like don't act like I'm gonna run from you. You know what I'm saying? You you never weighed 147. You know, you never got respect in, at, in the game anyways at 147. You haven't pushed the buttons at 147. You ain't touched Sean Porter. You ain't touched Thurman. You ain't touched Garcia. You ain't touched Spence. I'm, I'm, I'm going to run out of fingers. I'm going to run out of fingers. I can name all my opponents you ain't touched. I'm going to run out of fingers, boy. Stop it. Stop it. Send the contract. Tell me when you want it. You want it before Christmas? I'll Merry Christmas. I'll take the check. I'll take the check. Merry Christmas. When the Pacquiao, when the Pacquiao uh, fight fell through, I hit up, I hit up Bob Arum and Todd DeBuff now, and I said, "Hey, offer Keith Thurman to fight. I don't even want to fight Carol Brooks. Offer Keith Thurman to fight." They come back and said that fight had never happened. I said, "Why?" They said he won ten million dollars. So he asked for ten million dollars. When he only got two million dollars for Pacquiao, so he knew what he was doing. Keith know what he's doing. He's gonna do all that talk, and behind closed doors, he's gonna outprice himself. That way, he can make it seem like, oh well, well, they didn't send a contract. They didn't send a contract. Keith knew what was up. You know, we we offered him the fight. He asked for ten million dollars. Come on now. <laughs> like, come on now. You know what I mean? Like, he keep know what's up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get it, man. These, these, yeah. these, these fighters, you know, they, they get on social media and, and they, they, they do their thing. And I understand, you know, they got to promote themselves and all that, but you don't, you don't got to fake it. You know, if you want to, if you want to fight, you know, you, you'll have a reasonable amount that you want to fight for, that you know that you can get. That's kind of like Kell Brook, you know. He didn't ask for what Amir Khan got. He knew that it's a pandemic and that he wasn't going to get what Amir Khan got. 
but he took what he can get because he know he wanted to fight, you know, and that tells me a lot about him. You know, that tells me, you know, he's hungry, he's determined, and that he's he believes he can beat me and that he's coming to win. And that's what makes the fight interesting. And uh, uh, you got to take a guy like that that has everything to gain and nothing really to lose serious. So uh, the ESPN pound for pound list comes out and lo and behold, number one pound for pound fighter in the world, according to ESPN is Terrence Bud Crawford. What was your response uh, and your feelings when you, when you saw that? I just was like, by time, you know, I always felt like I was number one, you know, and, Every time anybody ever asks me, uh, how do you rate yourself on a pound for pound list? I always said I'm number one. I always felt like it was opinionated, you know, by other people's opinion. And, you know, some people will be biased because they might like this fighter more than they like the actual fighter that's really number one. But, you know, they don't want to say it. So they give the credit to the person that, you know, that's their favorite fighter or they enjoy watching more than the other fighter or other other personal reasons. But, yeah, I just was like, okay, you know, by the time they give me my credit, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, I really didn't care because I always felt in my heart that I was always number one. So, you know, I, that's how I carried it. Uh, you're number one, Canelo number two, NUA number three. They had Spence number four. Uh, and I saw some people uh, reacting to it. And, and one of the responses that I saw in there, they said, how can you have Crawford number one when Spence is the unified champ? Uh, Want me to tell you why? Sure. Want me to tell you why? Have Spence ever moved up in weight? No, he's, he's always been there at 147. How many world champions has Spence ever, ever fought? That's a great question. Uh, when you look at, I mean, obviously, Kel Brook, you put him in there. Uh, Kel Brook, Sean Porter, Mikey Garcia, and uh, 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 what's his name? Chris Algieri. Algieri, who, yes, came and, up, yes. Uh, Lamont Peterson. Ain't that like five? Yes. Five world champions he fought. How many do you think I fought? You fought. Uh, you had five, aren't you? Who me? Yeah, where are you? Okay, so we're gonna think. I fought Gamboa. Gamboa. Beltran. Yeah. Ricky Burns. Victor Postal. Indongo. Jeff Horn. Amir Khan. Uh, who else? Am I missing somebody? So no, that's seven. probably it. So, so seven. That's, probably, that's seven. But seven. in three different weight classes, undisputed. You know what I mean? Of course. You know, we're not talking. See, that's what people get, get, you know, uh, confused in. You know, they, they get confused of the welterweight. We talking about as a whole. Oh, yeah. You know, I've accomplished way more than Spence as a whole. That's what matters the most as a whole. We're not talking about in one division. That's why Canelo gets so much praise because, you know, he's doing things in different divisions. Inoue, he's doing things in different divisions. You know, uh, what, 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 what Spence do, what he's doing at 154 and 160, 
we don't know. With all these other guys that never moved up in weight do the same at these bigger weights, we never know. I was, I was naturally the smaller guy coming up, always. You know, I started my career at 135. I was an amateur at one, one, 132, you know, as an amateur. These guys was Sean Porter, 165 as an amateur. Uh, Errol Spence, 152 as an amateur, and they sucked their way down to 147, and they been there their whole professional career. You know, that's what we're talking about as a whole. So when people say, oh, he haven't done nothing to become uh, pound for pound number one, I just tell them, just look at it. Just look at my history. Just look at it. Take a good, fine look at it. You know what I mean? And then you'll be able to, you know, assess, you know, me fighting uh, two time, two, two, two gold medalists, you know, a silver medalist is uh, bronze medal. Man, come on! I like the list goes on and on. You know, uh, the your promoter, Bob Aram, was on uh, Barbershop Conversations uh, podcast and says it's a possibility that he could see that Terrence Crawford could leave top rank for the PBC. Do you foresee that happening in the future? Well, right now, you know, like I said, you know, I'm with Top Rank right now. And that's the promotional company that I'm with. And who knows what the future may hold. But uh, right now, you know, that's my promoter. And I'm going to respect my promoter. And, you know, that's what I'm fighting for. Yeah. And, 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 and if you did leave it, would it, would it be because to make those other fights easier, I would assume? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I really couldn't say, you know, because I feel like there's no roadblock that should be stopping those fights from getting made. They don't have a promoter. You know, everybody say they they own boss, but at the end of the day, if you're own boss, why can't you make a fight that you really want to uh, to happen? Happen, you know. When I when you look at fighters that that's willing to fight any and everybody like Ugas and Sean Porter and other fighters. Like I, like I stated in the past, I didn't fought PBC fighters before. It's just which ones do they want to let come and, and fight me? That's what it all boils down to. Which ones do we want to let Terrence Crawford fight? Because if Terrence Crawford beat these guys, then we have no more leverage because we have no more belts. You know, uh, now – I'm able to fight Sean Porter. When Sean Porter had a title, nobody screamed Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter. Nobody was saying, oh, well, they'll let Sean Porter fight Terrence. It was, no, let's, let's, let's not say Terrence's name. Let's not recognize him as a world champion because we don't recognize the WBO as a legitimate uh, title. So we're going we're gonna to X him out out of the world champions and just put the PBC guys up here with the WBC, the WBA, and the IBF. But now, since these guys don't have a title, Keith Thurman and uh, Sean Porter, they want to say, oh, well, well, yeah, we'll fight Terrence Crawford. Oh, well, well, let's fight us. Well, we'll fight him or, you know what I mean, such things like that. But what? where was all this energy when 
when y'all was titleless or when I was calling for you to fight me, Keith Thurman, where was all this energy at? You know, this energy was all. He haven't done nothing at, at, at welterweight yet. Win the title. My first fight at welterweight. No tune-up, no nothing. I beat Jeff Horn. Jeff Horn just had came off of an uh, uh, upset win with Manny Pacquiao. No, wonder, no matter if everybody say, oh, well, he got robbed, he got this, he got that. He made Pacquiao fight tooth and nails in a fight that shouldn't have been that close. Mm. Mm. He busted Pacquiao up, and I don't care if people say, oh, well, he was doing the legal move. It's a fight. You got to expect th those type of things, you know, in a fight. You can't cry over spilled milk. You never not once seen Pacquiao complaining about headbutts, elbows, or anything. He was in a fight. That You leave that up to the, to the referee to control, and you just do what you got to do to make sure you get that win. Jeff Horn got the win. I stopped him. Something that Pacquiao couldn't do. And still, after that, oh, well, he ain't do nothing. Okay, well, I don't know what more you want me to do then. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, no, it's, 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 a, it's a really interesting point and a good, and a good point. I was, only, I was only shocked to hear Aram say that. Uh, like, whoa, he, he, he could see you leaving? So I guess that, 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 that was, that's why my question goes, what would make you leave? What would make you leave top rank to, to go to the PBC? Well, business. It's all about business. You know, at the end of the day, it's all about business. You know, that's, that's what it comes down to. And, and, and as of right now, how long are you there at top rank? Uh, probably like a few months, a few more months, a year. Okay. okay. It ain't that long. Okay. It ain't that long. So, so, so you, you, you are, and as a businessman, putting the pressure on. Get me, I would assume, get me the fights that I want. Uh, maximizing my dollar, I stay at top rank. Otherwise, then I may look to, to move on, correct? Correct. It's always been on. Okay. Uh, and along those lines, it, it, Bud Crawford, tell me at welterweight, what are the fights you want? You want? Uh, Pacquiao, for sure. You know, I've been calling for that since 2015. And that's the crazy part, you know, that uh, that fight still haven't happened. Uh, that's one fight that I want. And, of course, you know, the Errol Smith fight and uh, uh, the Keith Thurman fight. Those are, those are the fights that I really, you know, intrigued about, you know. And maybe a Danny Garcia fight. Uh, me and him got a lot of history together, and I know me and him will make a, a great fight. You know, I feel like Danny Garcia uh, is being overlooked in a lot of ways in this fight. You know, given that besides Pacquiao, he's beaten the most champions out of all the welterweights. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot of people don't give him his credit, but I just feel like, you know, me and Danny Garcia will make it, uh, uh, a great fight if we was ever to share the ring together as well. You know, that's, that's really interesting. Um, to hear that, and how how would you see a Terrence Crawford Manny Pacquiao fight play out in the ring? I don't know, I don't know, man. That'd be it'd be crazy, you know, given that uh, Manny Pacquiao's uh, 
experience and his explosiveness and just the way his whole fighting style is against my fighting style. Um, it'd, be a, it'd be a good fight. I, I can tell you that. Uh, how could you see a Bud Crawford, Keith Thurman fight playing out in the ring? Uh all those, all those names that I that I named would be excellent fights. You know, I feel like the, those are the fights that uh, that are really bring the best out of me and me showing the world uh, different sides of Terrence Crawford that they really never seen before. Me having to pull out different tools, I feel like uh, I would have to do different things that I haven't been able to do in previous fights. In these fights, given the type of fighters that they is. But who knows, you know, when you go in a fight thinking the fight may be one of your toughest fights, sometimes they be your easiest fights. So I, I don't know. Uh, and do you see the, uh, the rest of your career playing out at 147 or do you see Bud Crawford moving up anytime soon? Well, uh, the opportunity comes, you know, with the right opponent, then we might move up. But at the end of the day, we don't, we don't know. We don't know right now. Right now, we trying to accomplish uh, one goal, and that's become undisputed welterweight champion of the world, and become, you know, a three, three-time Ring Magazine champion in three different weights. That's fantastic. All right, Bud, you know the deal. Uh, we always let people who watch the show submit questions. Got a number of them for you. Uh, let's start on Twitter. Uh, this one from James. It says. Do you think your plan for your career plays well to your fan base or cementing your legacy? Um, I would say, I would say cementing my legacy more than playing to the fan base. Uh, this one from Twitter as well. It says kind of what I just asked, what fights do you want before you retire? Uh, Errol Spence and, and Manny Pacquiao. Those are the two most fights that I want. Uh, this one from Facebook, it says, Bud, have you seen the career of fighters before you with the talent you have and what they did after they left top rank? Why have you stuck around so long? Well, you know, those, those fighters and those people have their own uh, – agendas why they left and what happened with their career is different from my career you know i don't have to be like anyone else you know i'm being myself you know i make good money i'm satisfied you know uh i'm not greedy so i'm i'm i'm, I'm content with what i'm doing with with my life and with my money Okay, Bud Crawford, uh, come to the last segment of the show. We call it The Last Stand. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Ready. First thing that comes to Bud Crawford's mind when I say Gary Russell Jr. <laughs> Tra trash. Trash. <laughs> Who upsets you more these days? Keith Thurman or Gary Russell Jr.? Gary Russell. <laughs> Who is boxing's biggest young star right now? Tiafimo Lopez or Javante Davis? Tiafimo. Mm. What did you think about that uppercut? 
from uh, Tank. That was a devastating uppercut, but I feel like Tiafimo, he beat the man that, that had all the belts, you know, uh, that was number one pound for pound, that everybody was considering the best fighter to ever walk the face of the earth. That was better than Floyd Mayweather. That was better than Ali. Like, they had Tiafimo losing the fight by a landslide. Like, everybody thought Lomachenko was unstoppable and that they were try to erase his loss, you know, from Salido. So I give it to Tiafimo. You know, Tiafimo did everything he had to do. You know, not taking any credit away from Javante. You know, he's a tremendous talent. He looked it great. But at the same time, you know, I got to get that one to Tiafimo. Who is boxing's next young star? Shakur Stevenson or Boots, Jerron Ennis? Shakur Stevenson. It's it's no brainer. (laughs) By the way, we had Boots on the show, and he said he could beat Bud Crawford and Errol Spence right now. He supposed to say that. He supposed to say that. That's that's what a young uh, up and coming fighter supposed to say. You know, uh, I wouldn't expect him to say anything less. Best welterweight on the planet right now, not named Terrence Bud Crawford or Errol Spence Jr. I had to say Pacquiao or Keith Thurman. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Terrence Bud Crawford, we will see you against Kale Brook. What should we expect? Firework. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Hey, listen, man, I love having you on. You always bring it. Yo, we got some new merchandise, bud. So I'm going to have to send you a last stand shirt, bro, so you can work out in it and rep. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Send it up. Send it up. Hey, and I appreciate you, folks. That's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in sports and entertainment, and it doesn't get any bigger than Terrence Bud Crawford. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. All right, see you.